0: What's up, everyone? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is going to be a great episode because um, a couple days ago on my Instagram, I posted uh, kind of a questionnaire thing on my story. And the first question was, are you injured currently? And a lot of you said yes. And then my second question right after that story was, What joint did you injure? And I put down, I think, shoulders, low back, hips, knees, I believe. And the number one thing right now that everyone is injured with is um, their low back, which is not surprising um, because the low back is probably the most commonly um, injured area of the body in our general population here in north america and a lot of it is to do with our environment like our bodies are not set up for success right now we sit way too fucking much and if you look at an average day of a person and you really audit how much sitting they do it's quite a bit so imagine the average person they wake up they go to get ready for work, they sit in their car, say their commute's 45 minutes to an hour, then they go to their desk, and they're sitting there for eight to 10 hours, Um, and then they drive home, again, 45 minutes to an hour, maybe even longer if they hit traffic, depending on when they uh, finish or leave, and then they sit down to eat, and then they finish off the night by sitting on the couch, watching Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, I think that's the new one. Um, and if you tally that all up, then your day almost becomes like 80% sitting. And that's an issue. I have spoken about low back pain uh, a lot on my Podcast and I've even put together an entire compilation of all the episodes. But I wanted to revisit this because you know, since then I have grown as a coach, I've learned more, I've you know worked with more people, I've seen um a lot of other things in clinic and with clients. So I was like, you know what? I should do an updated version. So Something as simple as auditing your day to find out what the trigger is. And that's kind of like the first step is, you know, okay, I have a back pain. What caused it? What was I doing? Was I bending over to pick something up? Did I reach down to pick up a sock to do laundry? And out of nowhere, I felt like I lost my breath and then I fell to the floor and I was like, holy fuck, my back is messed up. Like those are some pretty common things. So anytime someone comes to me with back pain, I tend to um, try to create, recreate in their brains and minds like, okay, what happened? How did we get here? Once we figure that out, and this is what you should do too, is if you've been dealing with uh, low back pain, is like, okay, what caused it? What was the motion I was doing? And a lot of times it's that forward flexion position you bending down to go grab something is what causes that trigger of, oh, fuck, that my back went, right? Um, sometimes it's also like a twist into flexion, and then that really causes that initial, like, oh, shit, I did something wrong. Um, It can also be like a weird like lateral flexion thing reaching down. But the common thing that I just said over and over again has been um, flexion. And if we go back to that whole um, audit of the day, we spend a lot of time in flexion. So going off of that um, concept, if I take my elbow and bend it, And do this, I don't know, 16 hours in a day. And I try to extend it. One, it's going to be super painful, not like very fun to do. It's not going to feel great. If I continually feed the fire of flexion, this stuff is probably not going to feel great. It's probably going to start hurting. So now imagine your spine going into repeated flexion over and over again, or just staying in flexion. The stuff on the outside is probably not going to feel great. And the other thing is when you start thinking about the anatomy of our spine in general, you're going to have all these vertebrae stacked upon each other, right? In between, you have your disc, which is kind of this like jelly-filled thing, And it is by nature able to move quite a bit. So if I have vertebrae and disc and vertebrae, it's kind of like a sandwich, right? And if you ever eat a really big sandwich and you're like holding it and then you take a bite and all the stuff on the outside kind of pushes out, that's kind of what happens to your disc. And imagine you always squeezing from one end on the sandwich and always taking a bite and the stuff constantly pushing out the other end is kind of similar to what happens to our spine when we're constantly going into flexion, always into one side, and then the discs go in the opposite direction. And that's usually the issue when it comes to people going to do an everyday thing bending over, reaching down to grab laundry, their kid, and then they come back out of it and then they go, oh, they lose their breath. And it's sometimes that disc just hitting some nerve endings and causing that pain. And then people have a slipped disc, bulging disc, hernated disc, those types of things. Or say the trigger is you were exercising and... You usually a deadlift, you deadlift and you're like, you know what? Today's a good day to test out my one rep max. You reach down to the bar and you come up and you even hear a pop and you're like, Oh, fuck. You finish that rep you put the bar down and you're like, Holy shit. I did something bad. You know, when you do something bad, that's an interesting thing about our bodies is that when we injure ourselves, in a significant way, your brain was like, fuck, you did something. You know. And this goes back into kin stretch and FRC land is that all of our major joints, like your neck, your shoulder, your T spine, your low back, your hips, your knees, your ankles, when you injure those things, the amount of nerve surrounding that joint is like a information highway that when it gets injured it sends those signals really quick to the brain that hey we fucked up something has happened and when we injure ourselves seriously we know it's like a sixth sense it's so strange like for those people listening or watching if you've ever like torn your ACL you fucking know it's like yeah something bad happened same thing with the low back Anytime you hear that hop or that loss of breath and you collapse on the ground, you're like, I did something wrong, right? So going back to repeated flexion, anything that is repeated over and over and over again onto a joint in only one direction is probably not a good idea. So if you think about anything, like say not even injury, Say if I told you that all you're only going to do is leg extensions for like the next year and nothing involved for your backside doing hamstring curls. You're only going to extend your knee weighted over and over again for a year straight. And that's the only leg exercise I'm going to give you. You could probably agree that something down the line will start hurting because you've been overloading that pattern, right? It's kind of like similar to when dudes go to the gym and only do bench press and over time they look like this and then their back hurts, right? Same concept goes with injury of the spine, especially the lower back. If I'm constantly just doing this over and over and over and over again. It's probably not going to feel good. So we've kind of identified our trigger could have been doing everyday stuff and we fucked ourselves over. Um, We are an avid gym goer. can't speak, an avid gym goer and did something like a deadlift where we heard a pop and then our entire back shuts down because it's trying to protect ourselves. And now we're like, fuck, what do I do? In all my other episodes, the first thing you should do, go see a medical professional. I wouldn't say go see a medical doctor because what they'll say is here's some pain meds and don't use your lower back for six to eight weeks. They may say go see a physio. Awesome. That's kind of where you should go. Don't just know what I'm going to rest. I'm going to let this thing go. I'll do some light stretches, let it simmer down, and then the moment it feels good, I'm going to go back to what I was doing. That's just a recipe for more low back um, pain episodes. That's the thing that most people miss is that they get injured. They just stop what they're doing and do some light form of exercise. And as things settle down, they just go back to what they were doing. And then a couple months go down the road and then they get another flare up that is usually a little bit less. Because naturally you're not going to be deadlifting as heavy as you did before. You're not, you know... um, going as hard in the gym as you would because you know that you had that previous injury so then your next flare-up becomes a little bit lower and then you go down the path of like okay i've done this before so i'm going to you know um do the same thing of resting light stretches whatever and then i'm going to go back to the gym then i'm going to go hard And usually that's the case, and then a huge flare-up happens. And it's just that vicious cycle. And when we come down to the ultimate goal is to be able to exercise every single day without injury. And then that's going to lead us to our goals of strength, fat loss, whatever it is. But if we're constantly in this state of I'm going to injure myself, I'm going to stop training, I'm going to go back to the gym, I'm injured again, and you actually kind of just spin your wheels and you never get anywhere. So, what you should do is seek treatment. That's like, duh. Go see a medical professional like a physiotherapist um, or chiropractor that wants you to get stronger than when you first saw them, right? The moment you get out of that acute state, you should be doing stuff that is going to protect that area, you know? The big thing that I see with low back pain people is that they don't want to move it. If... Any of you have ever rolled your ankle before? It's like one, that initial state, you're like, oh, I don't want to put any pressure on it. But after the swelling goes down, you need to add movement to it again. Now imagine, and that makes sense, right? Like, yeah, I want to be able to walk again. So I'm going to start implementing small movements of my ankle, pushing down, up, all of those kind of things. But for some reason, when it comes to low back pain, the moment you get out of that acute state, you're kind of like this. You don't want to move anything. You want to stay still. You want to stay neutral spine. But if you go down that path, you kind of set yourself up for failure. If you really think about it, if I, you know, injured my wrist and it's a joint that is designed to move and I injure it and, you know, an initial state when it's like super swollen and it's hurting, like, yeah, I want to keep it neutral. I don't want to overextend any position because it's going to hurt. And then after that you know, initial swelling goes down, I can start moving it slowly, and then eventually it goes back to where it should be. But for some reason with the lower back, when people injure it, they just want to do this the whole time. They're like, I'm not going to use my lumbar spine to move at all. I'm going to keep it neutral. I'm going to keep it safe. And that's how it's going to be. Now, that's all fine in the beginning stages. But if you look at the nature of how our entire spine is designed, it is a joint just like our wrist. It may not move like our wrist, but it still has the same properties as a joint. If the joint is designed to move and you stop movement at the joint, bad things happen. Imagine that wrist injury. I decide to never move it again. That's going to limit me from all the stuff that I want to do in everyday life and in the gym. So it's in my best interest to teach my lumbar spine how to move again safely. Now, if you think about it, when you injure yourself, your body does everything it's in its power to shut down stuff around it to keep it safe, which is natural and what we need. But down the line, we need to reteach it how to move you are re to reteach that connection. But a lot of times when people injure them of their lower backs, they don't do that step. And they had, have no idea how to move their lumbar spine again. It just becomes a stiff board. And it will cause more issues down the road. Because if I don't have a joint that moves properly, that movement is going to come from somewhere else. So maybe the next time you injure your lower back, it's a little bit higher, a little bit lower. Maybe it's your SI joint. Maybe it's your T12 area. Maybe you just have this overall stiffness in your back and you don't know why, right? Our bodies are very sophisticated pieces of machinery. And if we have no idea how to maintain it, it's not going to get us very far, right? So I think the big disconnect in... Rehab today um, that you can find online is that with low back injuries, if you do not take the necessary steps after that initial inflammation state to teach your vertebrae with that little jelly inside to move once again in all those different directions, then it's going to cause more problems than it should. You know, when I take someone through a kin stretch um session i educate them that every single vertebrae can actually move about 11 to 13 millimeters interdependently and then they go like whoa what the fuck really i'm like well yeah our spine is just a series of joints with vertebrae stacked on top of each other and in order for us to flex and extend and rotate and laterally flex all those vertebrae move interdependently to do those things Now, imagine if you had your entire lumbar spine, your lower back, and you have five sections that don't move at all. That's probably going to cause some disturbance either up here or in your lower portion of your body. So that's only going to further cause disruption of this ecosystem of a body that's supposed to beautifully orchestrate movement. Right, And then you, like, I literally see people not being able to move their spine. And when I try to, like, point at every single vertebrae that needs to move into, say, flexion and then extension, people are like, like, the brain's trying to send a signal and their body's not moving. And they're like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, got a lot of work to do, right? Um, it, it's just so funny to me because... In my head, it's it's very, very simple that you injure something, you need to rehab it stronger than what it was before to make sure it doesn't injure itself again. But people go, I'm just going to make it feel good enough. And then I'm going to do the same shit that I do before, and now I'm injured again for some reason. So I think that a lot of people need to Take the necessary steps to get out of that state. Now, I can talk about low back pain forever, but the biggest take-home thing that I see is that people will do these rehab exercises for their low back, like the bird dog. Bird dog's a great exercise, but to teach the low back how to move again, the the bird dog is not where you want to go. Because when you think about the nature of the bird dog, it's what is it teaching you? It's keeping the spine neutral. And that does has that has nothing to do with reteaching the spine how to move. So what's better is actually learning how to do the cacao one vertebrae at a time. Now I'm gonna see if I can share my screen and I can show you what I mean um, If you haven't done so already, you should subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, wonder, there we go. So I have played this video before on previous episodes, but this is probably one of the easiest things that someone can learn to ensure that their low back moves properly. So I'm gonna go back. So like I said earlier, vertebrae can move interdependently. So if I start in flexion, Right? I have my tailbone tucked, I have my head tucked, and I have this beautiful rounded spine. Starting at my tailbone here, I should move one vertebrae at a time. So if we really go nice and slow, you start seeing this like unraveling of the spine moving beautifully like so. So this may look easy, but when I place someone in this position and ask them to move one vertebrae at a time, they almost freeze. They almost have no idea how to move through those segments, but this should be a natural thing. So this is the easiest piece of homework that I can give someone to relearn how to move their lumbar spine. Now, sometimes um i'll also break this down a little bit further where uh, where i'll just get the lumbar spine let's see if i have that video there we go and learn relearning how to move the lumbar spine is actually very difficult so here, I'm literally locking out my thoracic spine and focusing on just moving through the lumbar. All right, Same concept, trying to move through one vertebrae at a time, learning how to do that, replay it. So now this becomes um, homework like, you know, your three exercises to better, um, low back rehab. Now there's a caveat to this where I would not give this to someone who's in that acute state where everything's flared up. Like this is probably like four to six weeks after your initial injury where you've actually had treatment, some low movement stuff around the spine. Um, Trying to see what else I would give. I would also play around with this uh, reverse one too. So this would be like the three exercises I would want people to learn how to do very basic, very entry level stuff. So the other variation was me starting at my tailbone, but here I'm starting it with my head, right? Going to my tailbone, and then the tailbone comes back, and I'm coming back to my head. Right. very simple things but very challenging to learn. That's the biggest uh, difference here is the learning of this. So I'm going to stop that. So I'm I'm going to stop it right there because I can do multiple parts to this but to kind of give a summary. One find out the trigger of what caused your back pain, then go seek treatment the moment you get out of that initial inflammation state learn how to reuse your lumbar spine adding movement back to it is going to be huge maybe uh, the next episode i'll actually take you guys through some things that you can do at home because i don't have them filmed it's kind of a a case-by-case basis when i work with clients and patients in the clinic where they've hurt their lower back um of what you can do to relearn that patterning. And if you haven't done so already, I've already done a low back uh, compilation episode, which gives you a lot of different things. And um, that would be kind of getting you in the right direction. If you guys have any other questions, feel free to reach out. And if you're dealing with an injury, please, 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 please go see somebody, message me. There are options out there for you. I know you can feel defeated, but you'll be surprised how quickly you can come back from an injury and be that much stronger. Um, That's it for me, you guys. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out Add me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Until next time, you guys.